everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the DIF ABA podcast with me, your host, Dr. Lilian Kerubo, a pediatrician and behavior therapist. How was your week? Well, my week was quite the tough one, but I hope we learn together and at least I hope we share. So this week we are talking about gang activity. A gang is an organized group of criminals, and these criminals usually engage in unlawful acts such as robbery, theft, drug peddling, rape, harassment, and worst of all, murder. This obviously can lead to the children and the teenagers who are involved in gang activity. It can lead to them getting hurt. They can get addicted to drugs. They can get incarcerated. They might drop out of school. Or they might get sick while perhaps shooting up drugs. They might get an infection. And it means they miss out on important social and professional opportunities. Gangs are very attractive to teenagers and young adults and we learn why. They are highly organized with an authority or a figurehead. They even have deputies. They have handmen or handwomen. And they have spies or informants. So it's a very well-organized uh, sort of group, sometimes even more organized than we are in our offices and in our different places of work. They remain a constant attraction to teenagers and young adults whose brains and values and identities are still forming. So they attract people who are not yet grounded in who they are, what they stand for, what they want to do in this world, what their contribution to their space is. So why are young people attracted to gangs? One of the reasons a young person may resort to a gang activity is probably because of poverty. Perhaps the gang is the only way that they can have money to feed themselves and maybe feed their family. So one of the biggest motivators of a person, a young person, becoming a criminal is actually poverty. Sometimes young people are searching for connection especially if they don't have attachment to their parents, if they don't have a good relationship with their parents or their guardians, they're looking for somebody who will understand them, for somebody who will accept them for who they are, and sometimes that is a gang. Sometimes teenagers are just bored. They have too much free time, and this free time is not occupied, and the gang offers something to do. Sometimes young people are influenced by peer pressure if all their friends are in a gang, they feel it's a, it's a way of achieving status, it's a way of achieving recognition, and so they join the same gang. Sometimes teenagers are influenced by their own family to join a gang. If family members are part of a gang, if parents are in a gang, the teenager and the young adults do not have a choice. They automatically will join the gang because that's just what people do in this family. Sometimes joining a gang is part of the cultural initiation process. As you all know, in some neighborhoods, some neighborhoods are red zones or are known to be particular, belonging to a particular gang. So you grow up and you know, if I live in this district, it's automatic that this district belongs to this gang. So it's, it's cultural, you know, just like in Africa and in Kenya, particularly in some ethnic groups, it's almost a cultural right for you to be part of the gang. For example, the cattle rustling gang, it's like a passage from childhood to manhood or from childhood to adulthood that you have to go through this gang activity and prove your worth to the community by doing the things that this gang does. 
we have a lot of gangs in, in, in Kenya and in Africa that do not believe they're doing the wrong thing. They just believe they are restoring what belongs to their community. Other reasons why young people might join gangs is probably because of underlying and undiagnosed mental, neurodevelopmental, or behavioral challenges. Children who have ADHD and they have, they're not receiving any help for it. Children who have a conduct disorder and probably it has not been picked up, it has not been diagnosed. Children who have oppositional defiance disorder. Children who have dysregulated mood disorder. They may find themselves in a gang simply because the gang meets the, the gaps that these conditions uh, give in their lives. But the gang plugs that hole. So they may find themselves actually feeling almost like in, in therapy when they are in the gang. Some people join gangs to be protected from other gangs. As you all know, especially if gang activity is part of the neighborhood process, then you will automatically have to be in a gang so that the opposing gang doesn't kill you because as you, uh, most gang members will come ask you, Do you, are you, are you one of us or are you one of them? And if you say you are one of them, they might kill you, they might shoot you, or they might harm you in one way or the other. So you automatically have to join their side to preserve your life. Some young people join gangs because of unique child characteristics. For example, some children don't have any interest in life or any interest in anything. They don't enjoy school, they don't enjoy games, they don't enjoy sports, and maybe nobody has tried to find out what it is that they enjoy. And so when they get invited to join in some gang, they might find that that is where their interest is. If a child is performing poorly in school, they may feel demotivated and they may feel there's no need continuing with education and therefore they find the next activity and that activity might be gang activity. If a child has difficult relationships with, with his parents, with her parents and her siblings, that may push them away from home and therefore they may end up in the arms of a gang member. If a child starts engaging in sexual activity too early, this can lead to problems at home. Maybe they'll get pregnant or maybe they will, they will have a, an impact and this can lead them to be you know, kicked out of the house or they may be engaging in the activity with a gang member and therefore get inducted into the gang. How can parents tell if their children are involved in gang activity? Parents are usually the last to know that their children are in a gang. And many a times parents have actually gone to the police to say, you have caught the wrong person. My child is not in a gang. Many a times parents have gone to the courts to testify and say, the police caught the wrong person. My child has never been in a gang. My child would never be in a gang. My child is a good child. My child is an angel. So how can you tell if your child might be involved in gang activity? If your child has unexplained wealth, all of a sudden they have new clothes, they have new shoes, they have new jewelry, and you know you did not buy that for them. That might be a clue that your child is engaging in something illegal. So when your child brings home stuff, even if they bring it for you, yes, say thank you. However, question the source of this wealth. And if the answer is not satisfactory, then try and do a little bit of investigation. If your child has unaccounted for periods of time, maybe they leave school at 3 p.m. but they get home at 7 p.m. So you, you ask them what happened in those four hours in between and they can't explain it. 
your ears should go up in suspicion. If your child is practicing school truancy, which means they're not going to class without a reason. We covered school truancy last week and you can go back and get more details on what school truancy is and the effects of school truancy. So if a child is, is absent from school without a reason, you know for a fact he or she has not been unwell. You know for a fact you did not take them anywhere, yet they did not go to school. That may be a clue that they may be involved in a gang. If your child has a specific style of dressing, they tell you, I have to wear red every day or I have to wear blue every day because most gangs require that their members identify themselves without having to speak that they are gang members because it's a covert life, kind of. So if your child insists that it must be a particular type of dressing every day, they must have a particular type of haircut all the time. You can't change the hairstyle. If they have to uh, put on specific attire, like a specific hat or specific glasses or specific rings, you know, that could be a clue that something is going on. This is questionable, but sometimes some gangs uh, admonish their members to have tattoos on. And I'm not saying all tattoos mean you're in a gang. However, some gangs do require that their members have themselves tatted up. So if your child gets a tattoo that is weird and you see that same tattoo pattern in other people, if your child starts speaking in a particular slang, this is hard to decipher because in the streets and in the ghetto, slang activity is normal. Every child speaks in slang. You know, it's a, it's a means of being accepted. It's a means of being understood by your peers. So it doesn't mean every slang means a child is in a gang. However, there are particular slangs that are very difficult to decipher. And you ask around and nobody knows what, that, what it means. And honestly, nobody can understand your child except the other members who use that particular lingo. So if you notice that a child has a very difficult to break slang that you can't hear anywhere else, that could be a clue that your child could be involved in gang activity. If your child has weird gestures, you know, like sign language, but not really the standardized sign language, that could also be a clue. If you find your child with drugs or weapons, it could be a clue that somebody gave them to him or her, and this person could be a member of a gang. If you see your child associating with known gang members, right? If you know for a fact that so-and-so is in a gang and you see your child with this particular person, it might mean that they are birds of the same feather. If you see your child's behavior worsening at home or in school, maybe your kid was not a bad kid. Maybe your child would just, you know, not even get in trouble. But all of a sudden they are... They are talking back, they are throwing stuff around, they are angry all the time, they are running away from home all the time, they are stealing things. Interrogate and find out if your child is in a gang. How do we help children who might be in a gang? Before we help children who might be in a gang, we need to prevent children from joining gangs. So some of the ways that we can help children not to join gangs, number one is to cultivate positive and enriching relationships with teens so that they can be honest with us. Try and have a, a reciprocal relationship with your child. By the time your child is in the teenage years, the dynamics of your relationship should change. It should not be a dictatorship. It should not be that supreme authority Godhead versus a subject. 
it should be a type of relationship where you can go to your child and say the challenges you're having with him or her and allow them to give feedback, allow them to respond to the questions or the, the challenges that you're having with them. It should be a type of relationship where a child can come and tell you, Daddy, Mommy, today I was not happy because of the following and it should not be responded to by backlash. It should be a type of relationship where a child can tell you, I am attracted to so-and-so or I saw somebody with a weapon in school, or I saw somebody with drugs. It should be a relationship where a child can come and tell you, so-and-so asked me to meet them after school. Is this something that I should do? That way you are able to talk to them about what gang activity is and why they shouldn't be involved in gang activity. Fill their free time with productive activities. When a teenager is bored, they will find something to fill that boredom. And more often than not, it is not a good thing that they will use to fill that boredom. So if you know your child has free time, fill those free hours with something productive. It could be dance, it could be music, it could be coding, it could be coming to your office to help you out, especially if you own your own business. It could be hooking them up with positive friends that they can go camping with or go for an activity together with. You should know your friends, your child's friends and their parents. So once in a while, tell your child, you know, have your friends over, let them come over for dinner, let them come over for a movie night or some backyard party and let them come with their parents so that all of you can sit down, talk about their issues that are affecting your children, learn from each other, discuss relevant topics, and build positive relationships with them. Educate your child on a gang activity. As we have always said in this podcast, as parents, we should be the first point of information for our children. Let not our children learn about gangs from the TV or from their friends, because by then they will be learning their own things. Let us be the first one to talk to our children about gangs and why gangs are harmful and why we do not wish them wish for them to join gangs. Address any underlying issues that your child may be going through. If your child is hurt about something, address it. If your child is neglected or abused, or if they have any behavioral issues, address them. Get to the root cause. Put them in some kind of therapy or some kind of treatment or some kind of intervention. Because if it is not addressed, these are the foundational stones that these children step on as they progress into gang activity. If you know for sure that your child is in a gang, confront them. Confront it head on. Tell them so-and-so, I have seen you associating with so-and-so, I have seen you or somebody has reported to have seen you doing something. Is this true? Or if you have evidence, maybe somebody has submitted video evidence, show it to them, confront it to them head on. Have them address it, have them confess to it, have them say, yes, I am in it and this is why I am in it. Once they do that, give them ultimatums, ultimatums. Because at the end of the day, you're still a parent, right? So you have to give them a chance to redeem themselves. So you tell them, I have given you one week to disassociate from this gang. Tell me what you need. If you need us to move houses, maybe because you have already struck a life deal with them. Tell me what support you need. If you need to be hidden for a few months or a few years so that your life can be protected. But you need to leave this gang in the next 
specific number of days, failure to which I myself will report you to the police. And this is important because reporting them, maybe not the police, but the relevant authorities may actually save their lives. Because if you do not, they might continue with gang activity and they, are, they might lose their life or they might be imprisoned. So you have to be tough as a parent. I know we love our children and no parent wants, wants to hear their child has been imprisoned because of their actions. But loving them also means making tough decisions on their behalf that ultimately is to their benefit. So confront them about it, give them ultimatums on how and when they should leave this gang and support their, their transition out of the gang. Failure to reach, unfortunately, you have to report your own child to the authorities. This week, I am going to link to the show notes a teen incentive chart that can help keep your teen on track in terms of what they should be doing daily so that they don't have a lot of free time on their hands, free time that is unaccounted for, which can be uh, filled by gangs. So please look at the chart in the show notes and let me know if you need one and we can find a way of getting one to you. Remember to share this episode with your friends who you feel might need it. And if you need to reach out to me, please follow me. In Facebook, I am, I am in a group called Marvelous Defabilities. On Twitter, I am at mdefabilities. And on Instagram, I am at defaba. Till next time, thank you very much.